The name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Grow up, 007. <laughs> this never happened to the other fellow. I'm the man. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. It's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. And then he's bound with a dead of Kill Bond, now. To the right, to the right, to the right. Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice trade. <laughs> it is Double Oz 7, your mother's favourite podcast, or maybe your father's, or your brother's, or your sister's. It's just your favourite podcast, what am I to say here? But we are excited to bring you a special episode today, uh, one that is only involving me, your favourite third of Double Oz 7. I can be here today to not be bullied by those other two hosts of mine because they just bully me and it makes me cry. But we're here to bring you a very special interview episode with not one, but two people, prominent people in the James Bond community. We are speaking today to the president and founder of the British James Bond fan club, the largest James Bond fan club in the world, if you don't mind, Mr. Philip Dewhurst, and the founder of James Bond Down Under, James Roberts. Now, during the week, we had a special event here in Sydney to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Octopussy, or Octopussy, as you will hear it be pronounced a little bit in this episode, where a screening was held in Sydney to celebrate the occasion. Now, this was held by James Bond Down Under, who, if you've heard us talk about previously, had a similar event for the 50th anniversary of Live and Let Die back in October. And it just so happened that in organising this event, Mr. Dewhurst was here in Australia for this event. So he was able to attend and provide some insight into what he does and what the James Bond Britain fan club does and really add to the evening. So I had the pleasure of being able to sit down with both of these men before the screening, have a bit of a chat, find out a little bit about what each of them do and how they got involved in the James Bond fan community, hear a little bit about their thoughts on Octopussy and celebrating the 40th anniversary. I brought up the Romania situation that I've brought up over the many years, a Romania theory, I should say, which uh, will bring to some very interesting discussion points in this. And, of course, I brought up Die Another Day, because why wouldn't I bring up Die Another Day? It's me. You expect nothing less from me. And one answer about Die Another Day made me a very happy man. So, sit back, relax, and listen to my chat with the president and founder of the British James Bond fan club, Philip Dewhurst, and the man behind James Bond Down Under, Mr. James Roberts. I'm so excited to be able to be sitting in between two very esteemed gentlemen on a very exciting evening. To the right of me, I have the president of the largest James Bond fan club in the world, uh, the British James Bond fan club, which has been running now for a couple of years, and I'm very intrigued to learn a little bit more about it and his role in it, the president and founder, Mr. President, Philip Dewhurst. Phil, first of all, welcome to 007. Hello. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having us. And to the left of me, I have a man who has been running the fantastic account, James Bond Down Under, for many, many years now. Uh, we've uh, sort of bumped past across the years, but it's the uh, second time I've met him in person, second uh, event I've been to here in Sydney as well. It's a pleasure to welcome Mr. James Jimmy Roberts. James, welcome to 007. Thank you for having us. I'm, I'm so thrilled to learn a little bit more about both of what you do, and then obviously we're going to talk a little bit about Octopussy. Phil, I'll start with you. First of all, 
the fan club. Where did this idea come about and what brought to you starting it? Well, there was a British fan club years ago, um, back before the internet, which, which was started, I think, it was in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, but as time moves on and people get older, people move on from it. And so we hadn't had one for, I think, 15 years in the UK. And I'd been friends with uh, Marcus Hartman and Luc Leclerc, uh, the French and the Swiss presidents. And I'd been attending their events. And they'd said, you know, you really should have one in Great Britain, you know. <laughs> he, he's Obviously. In, he, he, right. Um, and, and I said, yes, but it's an incredible amount of work. And with the, the internet now, is, is, a, is a club necessary? And they said, oh, absolutely it is. And this is why it is. And this is what, what needs to be done. But you need to do it. So, I, I, you know, I sat on that for a while. Um, and ultimately, I decided that I was the only person at that time that could do it. Um, because it's a lot of work. Sometimes a thankless task, but it's amazing fun to bring so many people together. And I really can't thank Marcus and Luke enough for just tipping me over that edge. And I think the thing that really sweetened it for me is when I came up with the idea of making the entire club for charity. And so anything that we do, anything that we make, the, the thrust is really not, not just the having fun and James Bond fans meeting, it's raising money for UNICEF, of which we've done over, you know, nearly 30,000 pounds in our first year this year, which is an incredible amount. Um, so I'm really quite happy. Yeah. That's good to hear because that was Roger Moore's favourite charity. He, he did a lot for UNICEF, did he not? He did. He was a UNICEF ambassador and Roger's my personal favourite James Bond. So for me, the similarities, in the, it just sweeted together and it, it was a no-brainer. You'd definitely be a fan of Noel, one of our co-hosts. Uh, James, for you, James Bond Down Under, talk to me a little bit about this because this has been going on for uh, quite some time. Yeah, it's actually just turned eight wow. at the end of September. Um, I set it up pretty much as a fan page I wouldn't want to follow myself um, in the lead up to Spectre um, and it was really moulded off the pages I followed in, you know, in the first place like JBR, you got James Bond Brazil with Marcus, you got uh, from Sweden with Love pages like that. So it was basically just stuff I wanted to see but from an Australian perspective. Um, and I think we've covered that. You definitely have. I was saying to you before that I've seen a lot of the posts that you've had over the years. You've posted a lot of sort of anniversary posts about attending sort of Spectre premieres, No Time to Die premieres, all these kind of things as well. I mean, question for both of you. I'll start with you, Phil. Just what's it like engaging with the fans in your respective groups, obviously as long-term James Bond fans yourself? Uh, it, it's a lot of fun um, because you find that you, at the heart of it, you are just... Two Bond fans, four Bond fans, eight Bond fans, 561 Bond fans, all being together and celebrating James Bond. So if in some way that my my fortunate life has allowed me to become the president and to found a club which, which then gives other people the opportunity to celebrate James Bond, then brilliant. There's, you know, and nothing better than that. Nobody does it better. Exactly. I like that. James? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had a lot of... Uh interaction with you know like people across australia from sydney melbourne brisbane perth adelaide tasmania then, tasmania at all tasmania there's one guy i can't remember his name yeah, yeah. No, no one needs to know anybody from uh, tasmania right exactly um you know and people overseas you know particularly in the uk it's a big uh, cohort and then in the north america as well um so it's been really good and you you get appreciation of the series the books everything um, a lot more, that's for sure, as a fan. Which brings me to tonight. 
Octopussy, 40th anniversary. Now, Octopussy. I'm glad, I'm glad you, you said it like that. Obviously, you had a live and let die one uh, a month or so back for the 50th anniversary. 40th anniversary now. Did you fly out here purely for this? Tell me yes. Come on, just, you can lie. Just say that you did purely for James. You flew purely out for this event. I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. <laughs> it's on a need-to-know basis and you don't need to know. <laughs> no, it was a it was a very fortunate happenstance that, that uh, Jimmy had been planning this and uh, I, I'd seen that, that he was uh, going to be putting it together and I just said, oh, you know, I'm going to be in, in Oz uh, in a few weeks. And he said, really? When? Well, on what day? And I believe he moved the whole thing to coincide with me being here this week, which is incredibly, I'm honored, I'm really honored, because Octopussy is one of my favorite James Bond films. And in two days time, I'm 40 myself. Wow, So happy birthday. Thank you very much. So I'm celebrating the 40th anniversary of Octopus, Octopussy and the 40th anniversary of myself. Wow, two of my favourite subjects. That's that's amazing. I, I mean, I don't want to ask your age, James, but were you born in the year of James? Because I can say that I'm the same age as the Living Daylights. So in a couple of years' time for the 40th anniversary, by all means, celebrate that and celebrate me. But uh, were you born in the year of a James Bond film? No. What was the closest? Well, I was in the middle of A View to a Kill and Living Daylights. Right, so just there, just yeah. in the middle. You have two to celebrate then, right? Absolutely. <laughs> that'd, what's be, your, that'd be a good double feature. What, what's your... Does that make me the oldest of the three of us? Only just so. Still a spring chicken. <laughs> yes. Come on, that's, that's what we say there. Well, um, I'd, I'd love to hear, obviously, you said Octopussy is one of your favourites. Give us your take on, on Octopussy. Where have you kind of always uh, ranked it amongst your favourites or, or just opinions on it in general? It's a middle ground one, but I think it's the most fun Bond film. Um, I'm a big Lewis Gilbert fan and I think his three outings are really fun. This is probably the most Lewis Gilbert film of the 80s, let's say. And particularly if it, you think it followed from few eyes only, mm-hmm. there's a tonal shift there. Um, and it's, it's, it is the most fun. Yeah, I, I've, I've described it as the Romania of James Bond films. It's no disrespect to our Romanian listeners as I constantly say. It, it exists, you know it exists, but you don't think negatively or positively. It's just there. Like, that's kind of what I've always thought of you. You could think positively. Like, yeah, I, 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 it's not to say that it's a bad film, but it's just, it's, just, it's just there. But I saw on, on, on the website for the British fan, there was a retrospective written there that it's the ultimate comfort film. It's sort of that, that James that Bond sense. film. Yeah, I, can, I could see that. I mean, it's definitely the best Bond film released in 1983. Oh, that is without a doubt. <laughs> it's um, a really good Saturday afternoon film. That's how I always see it. That's, you know? a, that's a great way of looking at it. And plus, who doesn't want to see Roger Moore dressed as a clown, right? Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, that, that is uh, life imitate, art imitating life, is it? Yeah. Exactly. And also, who doesn't want to see Q in a, in a hot air balloon with a bunch of uh, beautiful women as well? I mean, all the, all the things there that kind of stand up to that. One of the things I really do like about Octopussy is the title character herself, Maud Adams. It's such a strong character and such an equal to Bond and I don't mean that in some new age woke sense I mean it in the truest sense that she is an equal and I personally when the film ends I would just like to see the sequel Mm. where they're off on their adventures pillaging and uh, replicating jewels and being smugglers across the globe because I I really do think that the chemistry between them not just as Roger and Maud but as as Bond and Octopussy was was one of the best in the entire series and it's so great that she got sort of that second chance right after the man with the golden gun that they kind of allowed her to to come back and expand on that role because i mean i I agree with you i think she's fantastic and she has that great chemistry definitely she's such a fine actress and the relationship she had personally with roger 
Um, I mean, having, again, been fortunate to meet both of them and know John very well and know all of the stories behind the scenes, um, I think Roger would have had Maud in every single film. <laughs> I do have a question for you, James, but I can't let that go. Uh, give us a brief rundown of your meeting with, with Roger and do you have any Roger stories that you can briefly share with us? Oh, Roger stories that I could share with you. I'll tell you what, why don't you ask James another question? All right, I'll come back. think of it, I'll sanitize it, and then give you one. We had VJ on the show many years ago, and um, he told us a great one, which I, I'm interested to see if we can top that. Um, I, I was going to go sort of back on to what he was talking about with Maud Adams and, mm. and just kind of obviously that opinion of it. Is there anybody else in the in the film, Octopussy, that every time that you see, get your, get your hair standing up a little bit or on the big screen tonight, it's going to make you a bit excited to see him slightly larger? You know, it's actually, I think it's one of the most quotable films. You know, you've got Kamal Khan, Octopussy, all of, you know, great lines. <laughs> Absolutely, I was going to say that. There you go. Um, so, as I say, and that comes into that fun aspect. You know, you've still got that Soviet feel about it. Um, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I'm looking forward to everybody saying those lines all at once tonight <laughs> uh, when it comes out. All right, Phil, Roger. Um, a Roger story that you might not have heard. Uh, I mean, there's an abundance of them. Uh, Something Janine told me, John's wife, who was a uh, personal assistant to Cubby. Um, she would have an office um, next to Cubby's, obviously, as a personal assistant. <laughs> and she was out photocopying a huge stack of paperwork for Cubby. And she could hear her phone ringing in her office. And she desperately had to get back to it because she knew, she knew what the phone call was. But she had been told she could not leave this stack of paperwork. It was confidential. So, so she's, she's going... You know, and the machine's going... And the phone stops ringing and she thinks, damn, I've missed it. She walks back into her office with the stack of papers that she's now diligently photocopied to have Roger coming out going, uh, you're meeting her at the wine bar at 6.30. And that was it. And she, and she got to the, 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 the wine bar that evening with her friend. And her friend said, this lovely man with a be beautiful English accent had answered the phone, written down all the details that I'd given, and, and, and he said that he was your assistant. <laughs> and that's the kind of person that Roger was. Wow. That he, you know, he, he'd walked past, knew that she was photocopying this stuff, and thought, I'll take the message for her. Wow. And so that, 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 you know, that lady, I don't know the name, the name of the lady, but Janine's friend, you know, had Roger, gave Roger a, you know, a post-it note memo. Wow. How wonderful. What a, what a fantastic story. I'm sure we could fill that up for, for another hour of that. I've got three questions that I want to ask you to, to conclude this, because obviously we could sit here for a while, but we're, we've got to get in there to watch the, uh, the film. The first and I have to have a smoke before we go in. Well, exactly, exactly. The, the first question is completely left of field, and it makes sense to both of our listeners out there listening. Can you give me a short summary of your opinions on Die Another Day? I love Die Another Day. You're my new best friend. I'm a fan of the first three quarters. All right, and the title song? I like it. It fits with the film, and it was of the time. You just summed up my opinion of the last... I, I want to give you a hug right now. For the last seven years I've been saying that. Come on, our show. It was the last Bond film that I truly enjoyed. Oh, this man, this man. Uh, can you top that? Probably not. Do you know I was 16 <laughs> at the time it came out, and it was all the way at number four for me. Mm. Obviously, it's not number four now, but it, I still love it. I've got to say, uh, I, I'm a massive Madonna fanboy, what can I say? But right now she's doing a Greatest Hits tour and for the first time since 2002 yeah. she's doing it live. She's doing it, not yeah. worth yeah. seeing right now, is it not? Like, oh. 
That'd yeah. be great. Exactly Only right. Only for that. Exactly. All right. Second question. As as she comes down under, which well, so far is not playing. She's done it once in the last 30 years and not looking good. So Second question. Favorite James Bond film? <laughs> really put him on the spot now. <laughs> Favorite James Bond film? Do you want me to come back to you? You want me to go to James? Um... It's a it's a tie okay. between Doctor No and Live and Let Die. Oh, good one! You should have been here a couple of, like a month or so ago. Perfect timing. Well, I have seen it. Though. Yeah, well, have you? Oh. Yes, I have. I hear it's good. It is. It's quite good. Rogers in it. Oh, is he? Yeah. He oh, is, that's yeah. good to know. I might have to check it out. All right. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Yep. Beautiful. Oh, All we right. Have a, we have a 60th anniversary event next year for Goldfinger. Mm, we've, sold got, out. we've got a, well, it sold out in two hours yeah, and four minutes or something like <laughs> wow. that. Wow. We've got an actual bank vault where we're having the event. Oh, incredible. In the city of London, which is going to be really special. Nobody's ever done that before, as far as I know. Well, I'm going to be checking that out on, online. I mean, I'll, I'll sneak it's in. It's worth a one-day flight, right? I reckon it would be, exactly. Final question. Who will be the next James Bond? Well, it won't be me. Oh, well, well, there goes that exclusive. Uh, and it won't be all the, thing, all the people that we think it will be because we're now, I think, at least three years away from the film. And so that's going to put everybody out of the running. So it'll be the person we least expect. I would have, ha I would have happily had Henry Cavill do it. Agree. Um, and I would have loved Michael Fassbender to be the villain to Henry Cavill's Bond um, or Catherine Zeta-Jones to be the villainess to, oh, to his Bond. That's amazing. And I would have liked Catherine Zeta-Jones to... <laughs> be completely unsusceptible to Bond's charms. So maybe have her being gay and that she's absolutely no interest in him other than killing him and world domination. Do, do you know Michael and Barbara? Can you pass on this? I don't, I, 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 not socially. Well, <laughs> well, I think you've got something on here. Maybe we can tune it in. Uh, what about you, James? Who's going to be the next one? I'm a big Aaron Taylor Johnson mm -hmm. fan. Mm -hmm. um, but I wouldn't rule out a guy called Ben Radcliffe. Okay, Ben Rack, related to Daniel at all? Is this no, a Harry Jr.? No, not at all. No, okay. But yeah, I think he could be the unknown. All right, I'm going to keep an eye out. Guys, thank you so much. I also just want to thank everybody who's standing and watching right now. This is more listeners, I think, than we've ever had in our history. So 007 is the name. Listen to it. Phil, mate, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure and uh, good luck with everything well, moving forward. And where can people find out more about the club if they want to join? On the website. Which is? 007gb.co.uk. Beautiful. And James, yourself, thank you. It's a pleasure to be able to do this in person. But uh, in terms of where can people find more James Bond Down Under socials, where can they hit you up? James Bond Down Under. Thank you. I'm glad that there were, I'm hey, just we giving. Keep it simple, don't we, Jimmy? Yeah. Keep it simple. Nothing, nothing uh, simple there. Uh, well, it is simple. Uh, guys, thank you very much and I uh, appreciate your time. Thanks for having us. It's been thank you. thanks to both Phil and James for their time. Such an honour. And you heard me at the very end there say this is the biggest audience I think we've ever had with 007. Legitimately, everybody who was there for the screening, I looked up at the end of that recording because I was very much entrenched in the conversation there with Phil and James. There's a, there's a crowd around watching, which uh, was a bit, of a bit of a fun time there to be said. So as I a joke there, maybe the biggest audience we've ever had on 007. So uh Thank you to everybody there on the night for sticking around and watching it. I do feel the need right now, though, to play this. It was talked enough during that, and I had to hug Phil because, seriously, I have been saying the exact opinion that he said about it fitting in with the movie, it fit with the times. You would think I prompted him to saying that. You would think Ben did that deliberately to annoy Colin and Noah. I guarantee you that was not a preemptive answer. I, they didn't even know that I was going to ask them about Die Another Day. So that really did fit in with that. And I should mention that actually during the screening, well, before the screening, 
Phil had organised some words from some of the Octopussy cast, which was fantastic. The actors behind Mishka and Grishka, some of the Octopussy girls, from John Glenn, the director, and there was even a video message from Maud Adams herself. So fantastic to kind of have that added to the occasion. And it has to be said, it is a great film to watch on the big screen. Loving being able to see these classic Bond films on the big screen. So a big thanks goes out to James for organising that. And the fingers are crossed for that Die Another Day 21st anniversary screening happening next month. We'll see how it goes. But Phil, of course, uh, talking a little bit about next month, about how uh, next year, I should say, that in London, he's organising a 60th anniversary screening of Goldfinger in an actual vault, which sold out in two hours. Amazing to hear that. So uh, very jealous of anybody listening in the UK who will be able to attend that. Also very jealous this weekend in Melbourne, of course, uh, the, the time of this airing, it's already started, but all the James Bond films have been shown in a massive marathon event in Melbourne. So uh, to anybody who is listening to this, maybe after the fact, I know Noah is there. He's going to be going to a couple of the screenings. Very, very jealous for that ability to be able to see all the Bond films on the big screen. So uh, hope you're having fun with that along the way. For us here on Double Oz 7, we did tease recently about a rankings episode on Villain Lairs, which was meant to have happened before the Die Another Day commentary, which dropped earlier this week. Which film was that again? Sorry, Ben. I, I love having nobody complain about it on this episode. It's fantastic. Um, but we we teased it and then it never happened. Now, uh, in all fairness, it was meant to happen, but scheduling conflicts prevented it from happening. So if people are wondering where that is, it will be happening Probably realistically, maybe not to early next year now, but please be aware that will be happening. So uh, we, we do like to promise the world and deliver an atlas when it comes to 007. But we will have an episode that we did tease in our Die Another Day commentary that a, another commentary redux was recorded when Noah was staying in my place. Diamonds are forever. The exclusive 52nd anniversary episode uh, to celebrate the 52nd anniversary. That will be dropping next month. So stay tuned for that because you know Noah and I love Diamonds Are Forever, so that will be happening. And, of course, what do you think about it, Colin? Tiffany Case is probably one of the strongest Bond girls. We make sure we mention that plenty of times throughout the episode when it comes to your discussion point with that. So stay tuned for that. And then also dropping next month will be a couple of best of episodes to round out the year for Double Oz 7. So being a big year. And very excited to bring you all the content that we have brought you there. And, of course, as you heard from both Phil and James, I was about to say, I literally am looking at names on my screen. And, of course, I know his name. But for some reason, I got distracted by the word James Bond. And then I realized, well, it's the same name, Ben. So good job. Which, really, I should have brought that up in the interview. Very uh, bad interviewing skills there by me. But get involved in both of their clubs. Uh, well, at least uh, Phil's club and, of course, James Bond Down Under online as well because they have both fantastic contributors contributors to the James Bond fan community and very much worthy of your attention, much more than this show. Let's be honest, this show is garbage compared to what they do. So please get behind both of their products out there. Thanks again to Phil. Thanks again to James. Thanks again for everybody for tuning into this episode and to all the fans that I met at the event. I met several, including people who do like this movie. <laughs> whom we may get on the show and maybe we won't invite Colin and Noah maybe I'll just sit here for an hour glowingly talking about because I can and I have the power right now because those bullies aren't on this episode right but you 
again. She's performing it live right now on her Greatest Hits tour. Come to Australia, Your Majesty. Come to Australia. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And I guess we can close it out with the worst James Bond song of all time. Fits in here with uh, the fact that this is technically an Octopussy episode. But thanks for tuning in. My name is Ben and I am Octopussy. All I wanted was a sweet distraction for an hour to with the film and it was of the time.